everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, Ray Volo. Ray, how are we feeling? No Dino today, per usual. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, you know? You got to play the hand you're dealt. Just so happened we were dealt pocket aces, so let's fucking get it. <laughs> we, we got the nuts, boys. Yeah, we, uh, we received some really unfortunate news. Um, unpaid intern, head of social media, and uh, fan interaction, Nick Perillo. Um, resigned today. Um, we gave him no severance. Um, however, we did redistribute Dean's stock. Um, so me, me and Ray are, were up. So yeah, we're we're, we're definitely the uh, the main shareholders in this industry, which is good. Uh, Nick Pearl, it was not amicable. He will not be back on the pod for the foreseeable future. Maybe maybe we can re- remedy the situation in the future, but it's not looking good. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him ever coming back. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, might might, might be a lifetime ban. Um, but let's get to our college football recap. Um, honestly, three of these games that we that we previewed um, were big time blowouts. Florida, Georgia, um, Georgia, forty two to twenty victory. Um, they really held down Richardson big time, and they they pulled away late. Um, Oklahoma State versus Kansas State, forty eight to nothing. Um, Spencer Sanders looked injured all game and then got taken out of the game. Um, Will Howard actually started and looked awesome for, for Kansas state. No Adrian Martinez. Um, and then Tennessee rolled over Kentucky 44 to six hooker kept it rolling. They got Cedric Tillman back a little bit and Jalen Hyatt broke the Tennessee, uh, school record for, uh, most touchdowns in a season. So good for her. Good for all those teams. They kept it rolling. Um, but Ray, the main event was Penn State, Ohio State this weekend. Um, it really hurt my heart, but the boys battled. I was really impressed the way the defense played for the majority of the game. We were leading in the fourth quarter, and the the final score is crazy because that's not what the game was at all. But Ohio State really turned it on and showed why they're one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, I mean, I I'll be honest, I, I was I was sweating a little bit. Also, you were not. Oh, you said you were leading in the fourth quarter. I thought you meant you were leading to start the fourth quarter. But yeah, uh, yeah, the play calling in this game really made me want to fucking kill someone. Uh, I think I tweeted. I think I not tweeted. I think I texted you guys. Like, if I was calling plays on both sides of the ball, we'd be up by thirty right now. I think that was in the second quarter. Just some of the some of the like the plays like they try to run the ball like on obvious like situations like on third and shorts like. You guys, I'm sorry, no team, no team's defense can fucking stand with Ohio State's skill position players. They shouldn't be doing those obvious running downs, in my opinion, but I digress. Uh, we got the dub, which all that counts, and our sophomore edge, uh, the guy who I cannot pronounce his name, and I still can't, JT Tuimolau. I think that's the best I've done so far. That's pretty good. That motherfucker shined, dude. That guy played his ass off. Uh, one Big Ten um, defensive player of the week, I believe. Two picks, a forced fumble. I think two fumble recoveries. He forced another pick. He forced a pick, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think he had two picks still. No. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he had a touchdown, two sacks. It was actually one of the one of the best defensive games I think I've ever seen from a player before. He was legitimately all over the place. Um, my ass is still hurting from the back door that I received. It was not fun. Please, that would what would have been a backdoor for you guys to to cover that game. 
Uh, I just, I mean, who scored last? I think you guys did, right? We did. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what the definition of a backdoor is. Backdoor cover. Word. Fuck. I'll fucking backdoor you. Uh, don't make, don't make, don't make promises you can't keep. Um, yeah, the the turnovers were obviously killer for Penn State. You, to win this game, you couldn't do that. Um, but the D did a really, really great job, and we said it before the uh, on last week's preview. Um, if you could stop Ohio State in the red zone and force them to kick field goals and hang around in this game, you'd have a chance, and they did. Um, Four quarters for three quarters, rather. Right. Um, they couldn't stop Parker Washington. Best game I've seen him play by far. Um, he definitely got a lot of draft love. Um, I mean, he's had a really good career, and it's really hard to evaluate him, I said, with Clifford. Um, but nice to see him have a good game. He's a good player. Um, he's he's a, he's real twitchy too, and he has, so that twitchy. one that one diving catch too. Strong strong hands. And he's like uh, thick. He's like thicky. He yeah. He really looked good. Um, yeah, but a a big win for Ohio State. Um, it's all, no matter what you think about the Penn State team, always tough to go into Happy Valley and, and win games. Um, and Ohio State will keep it rolling, and they'll most likely get an undefeated Michigan team, and that'll be uh best on best. I one thing I was surprised about, I really thought that um Marvin Harrison Jr. I thought they were gonna put Joey Porter Jr. on him, just considering like the size. And the fact that he's clearly our uh, probably number one go-to target, but he just—I feel like he just wasn't on him at all. And fucking Marvin, he just ate ten catches, one hundred eighty-five yards. That guy is so good for someone who's just so like he's got his dad's like route running polish, but he's also six four, like two twenty. He's fucking yoked. He gives me like Julio vibes. Yeah, um, they, they were playing so. I mean, they were really trying to eliminate the big plays. They were playing really soft. I mean, even the. The last first down that he had on like that quick slant that like really sealed the game when they were only up a touchdown, like it was third and ten, and they were playing it so soft. I was fucking screaming at the TV. I was like, "Can you fucking move up like two yards? Like, why are we not? You're not even at the sticks. You're past the sticks against a guy like this, and he's gonna fucking cr- cut across your face." It was on Joey Porter, too. I was fucking so pissed off. It's, it's ironic because I was screaming the same exact things about Ohio State. I feel like we were playing super soft the entire game. And then even on offense, when you guys were playing soft, it, they had like four – because I had Emeka a, a Abuka over receiving yards just because I thought Marvin Harrison was going to be covered by Joey Porter. But um, they, they kept doing these fucking bubble screens to him. But Penn State was baiting them the entire. They were playing super soft, mm-hmm. and they were just coming downhill with ferocity, just like knowing that play was coming. That was one of the play calls that was actually driving me crazy. They just kept going back to it and just wasn't hitting. I think he had one big catch, uh, Abuka, but besides that, was held in check. Right, um, and for Ohio State, um, just an area f- for slight concern. I felt um, I actually thought Penn State did a defensive line actually did a really good job against their offensive line. Their offensive line has not looked good, especially running the ball um, the last two games. Um, and when you go against teams with those fronts like Georgia or Clemson or Alabama, like you got to be able to run the football against them. Um, felt like they held up pretty well in, in pass pro. Um, but 
I mean, I'm saying that they struggled on offense and they scored 44 points. Yeah, that's what's, um, that's what's odd. So it's, it is tough evaluation, but when you play those teams with, with really good fronts, Penn State's front is not good at all, and I felt like they did a really good job. Um, just could be an area of concern. But um, I, think another, I think another area of concern, too, just um, as like a realist, Stroud is so good when he's in the system and he's doing like his like what the system is designed to do. But when shit kind of hits the fan, he's uh, he's questionable to say the least. I feel like his um, presence in the pocket is kind of concerning. And like, that reminds me of Deshaun and all the things you hate about Deshaun Watson. It's just, but like, it did, but he doesn't really run the ball though either. It's just like his off his off platform. His like when he's everything's going right, he can place the ball on a fucking dime, which is impressive. But He's really got to improve when uh, shit hits the fan and his poise under pressure. Right. All right. Yeah. Nice to get a win. Unfortunately, Penn State season is over now. Um, but hey, you keep it moving. You got some good young guys on this team, and uh, you played tough. Can't be too upset. Um, let's move on. We're almost. Uh, we're getting to that point. We're getting some college football playoff rankings. Um, let's take a look at some Heisman favorites real quick. Um, Hendon Hooker leading the way at plus 100 right now. CJ Stroud plus 200, and it's pretty much a two-man race right now in terms of odds. Caleb Williams and Blake Corum uh, both tied for third at plus 1,400, and then it jumps to Bo Nix, Drake May plus tw- uh, 2,000, and then Max Duggan at plus 3,000. Ray, you think it's a two-horse race, or would you even bet on any of these other guys? I, I'll be honest. I really like that Drake May value. That kid's been fucking murdering it this Boring. year. They uh, UNC they started off super like poor. Their defense I, still isn't that good, but Drake May is absolutely dominating this year. He's probably going to be the favorite to be number one pick in twenty twenty four. As funny as that sounds right now, <laughs> uh, but I mean twenty six hundred yards, almost twenty seven hundred, twenty nine touchdowns, three picks. He's been putting up serious numbers. He has like. I want to say like almost all of his games, he has like, I feel like over three touchdown passes. It's fucking, it's really impressive. And as, especially as a redshirt freshman, uh, he's got everything you really look for. He's got the size. He's pretty athletic for his size. Um, He runs a little bit too. I mean, he's got got almost 500 rushing yards too. So he's been really, really impressive. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets, I mean, I think he should rightfully so be invited to that final ceremony. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I would even, Bet any of these guys. Um, I, I, say, I really, I really do feel like it. Yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, I've just also like. I think the the detriment to him is just like the team he's on and the, the right. schedule he's played. Obviously, isn't up to par. I think the Heisman Trophy at the end of the day is probably going to come down to the Saturday. To be honest with you, I think Hendon Hooker, if he puts up numbers, what he's if that offense has been does what it's been doing against Georgia, he's not losing the Heisman. Right. Yeah, I really don't see anybody else winning unless, I mean, it's tough for a running back. Blake Corm's been awesome this year, but if they beat Ohio State and they win the Big Ten Championship and he's the leading rusher by 400 yards maybe, uh, Max Duggan, if they stay undefeated, plus 3,000, but has he done enough? They're kind of a, a run-dominant team too. Bo Nix has been really good too, but um, I just don't see – I don't see – Tennessee or Ohio State taking such a massive jump or a massive downfall, basically, um, that either one of these guys aren't going to lead their team to an undefeated season and um, be the Heisman winner. 
but we will see. Um, let's move on. College football playoff ranking came out tonight. Um, got our first look here. Tennessee at number one. I feel like we kind of expected them um, to be number one in this first ranking, uh, even though Georgia was the, the number one team in the country. Um, Tennessee, just a, a, a really great season so far. And they'll get Georgia next week. So um, <laughs> this could all look very different. Ne- Honestly, it will look very different next week. Yeah, will. Um, Tennessee at number one, Ohio State at number two, Georgia at number three. A uh, little bit of a surprise here. Clemson at number four. Um, thought Michigan would be in that that four spot. Michigan at five. Um, Alabama at six, um, which I also thought um, maybe was a spot over TCU. TCU still undefeated. Um, TCU at eight. And then uh, Oregon and USC, nine, ten to round it out. Ray, where do you want to start? Who do you think is misplaced? Um, we'll start there. Um, so to be honest, I kind of was expecting Ohio State to be three. So seeing them at two is a uh, a pleasant surprise, and I can't really argue too much with it because, let's be honest, after this week they're gonna be they're gonna be two regardless. So it doesn't really matter, right? Uh, I think you said it perfectly. Though I think Clemson at four is kind of fucking banana land. I don't understand how that's not Michigan's spot. Uh, Clemson's wins. All of their like quality wins this year were have been by the skin of their fucking teeth. Like Wake Very. Forest, Wake Forest should have beat them. Syracuse should have beat them. NC um, State, NC State was very close, and like they don't even like the rest of their, their remaining schedule is fucking weak. Um, they they are going to be undefeated, and the fact that they're going to have like a guaranteed playoff spot, going to get in, it's kind of annoying. But I mean, I think the SEC beating the shit out of each other is going to happen. Is going to be like. Uh, it was going to be fucking it was going to happen regardless let me just say it like that right um i kind of knew and i think it's correct that alabama uh is at six over tcu i think tcu has had a bunch of really close games too in a uh, big 12 that kind of just been beating the shit out of each other so those wins are kind of um tainted i guess a little bit that's fair and then uh last uh, lsu i think is way too high i think lsu in a top 10 is kind of fucking insane as well I was looking at their win. I mean, they lost to Florida State to open the year. They're, yeah. They don't have a real impressive win. I don't. I mean, who who's their big win? Ole Miss. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, Ole Miss and Ole Miss at home. That's a good win. Okay, that, that is a good win. But they lost to Tennessee, rightfully so. They lost to Florida State. They just beat Florida. Florida does not look good. Barely beat Auburn, and they're fucking a train wreck. And then the rest of their schedule. I mean, Mississippi State, I guess, is a decent win, but. Besides that, like, I don't know, man. I just don't – I don't see it. I think it's going to give Alabama a boost in the playoff rankings now when they go in and beat the top 10 team because they're going to kick the shit out of LSU. Let's just be honest about that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That, that was one question I have. I think they're kind of – it's kind of like setting up to try to make a one-loss Alabama team look a little bit better than they actually are too. But, I don't know. What do you think? What, what, what caught your eye in these rankings? Um, Clemson for sure. And honestly, I think all the top seven will just kind of play itself out because they all have to play each other. Um, like you said, Clemson being four, like it doesn't really make sense to me, but like you just said, the schedule is weak and they're probably just going to sweep through the ACC and they're going to be in anyway, and they'll be the four seed. Um, 
So I don't know. Honestly, the big one for me was, uh, was UCLA being, being 12. Um, honestly being behind USC for me, um, is kind of crazy. UCLA has been, UCLA doesn't, uh, USC doesn't have a, a win to hang their hat on it at all. Um, UCLA beat a ranked uh, Washington team, a ranked Utah team, uh, played Oregon tough for a half and then kind of got blown out and then turned it around again uh, and beat the shit out of Stanford. They'll play USC. um, So we'll get that, that sorted out. Um, I don't think they have a chance to make the playoff, um, but just thought they were too low. Honestly, those, those three teams are really interesting. The Oregon uh, USC, UCLA, how, how that plays out and how the Pac-12 ends up rounding out. Because if TCU's, if TCU's undefeated, are they in? Um, I, that was going to be my next thing. I, I think this... Um, Probably not. Th- I think this ranking tells you that the Pac-12 and the Big 12 need insane, insane help in order to get in. And even then, I don't think... I think they're fucked. Uh, yeah, I don't see... I really don't see them getting in. I could see... I can see a two-loss SEC SEC team getting in over a one-loss Pac-12 champ. Let's let's think about this. Um, one of these Big Ten teams will be in. It'll be uh, what's your say for? You don't think either of them get in? Oh no! Big, oh, I mean, I was gonna say two. Oh, well. Clemson's going to take a spot. Let's be honest. You know, I mean, they, I, th- I think it's going to come. I, what I truly think, I think it's going to either be a, it's going to come down to either Michigan or whoever, or one of the, the one of the runner ups of the SEC. Because, hmm. I mean, Michigan has Illinois left. And I mean, Illinois came in at 16 on this ranking. That's a big win. Um, so if they, I mean, I'm assuming they beat them, but I mean, maybe crazier things have happened. And Alabama, I mean, I think they beat the fuck out of LSU, but Ole Miss at home, man. Lane Kiffin revenge game. Uh, that defense in Alabama has proved to be a little leaky. Uh, I, crazier things have happened. I'll just say that. All right. I guess if if Tennessee or Georgia lose both the games, they lose this weekend and then they lose the no, nah, so this so this is the, this game right here is uh decide oh, who gets oh, in from the, the east. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I mean that's the only thing. The only the, I mean the thing is the way this would have to happen is if the winner of this game right loses in the conference championship game, then all hell breaks loose. Right. And especially if they lose to a two-loss team in the conference championship game. Oh. That's when that's when shit gets really interesting and that's when maybe an undefeated, an undefeated TCU can get in. I think that's the only chance, honestly. Right. These Pac-12 teams have no chance, basically. There's too yeah, many I, variables. Yeah, I think it's really – it's the top seven teams, are I think, are fighting for a, the playoff, and TCU by the skin of their fucking teeth. All right. So, who do you think is the, the four teams? doesn't have to be in order. Oh, wow. Um – Fuck. Uh, I don't even try to think. I think it's I, th- I, I think, I think, I think Georgia wins next week. Yep. Okay. So this is what this is actually was going to lead me to my next question. Georgia wins. Alabama beats LSU. Tennessee has to be ranked ahead of them still, right? Yes. 
So let's say everyone will be a spot ahead. So what Alabama stays at six and and it just moves up Georgia one, Ohio state two, Clemson three, Michigan four. Yes. And then let's say this, let's say Alabama. Let's say Alabama has two losses, but wins the sec. What happens? (laughs) They're in. They're in. And then, and then does Georgia get in? Whoever. Well, I guess it depends. If, does Georgia or does uh, Tennessee does get an undefeated TCU team get in if Alabama wins with two win two losses? I think I don't think probably so. right. I think no. I think Alabama gets in over them. But I'm just talking about like the the runner up of the SEC is interesting. Who gets in? An undefeated TC an undefeated TCU team. That's what I'm saying. I think oh. I think I think at that point they would give it to TCU. I don't think so. Just based on the rankings, I just don't see it happening. If George, how do you have a Georgia who knocked the right. number one team in Tennessee? Sure. Then they, it's just, it's gonna be really, really interesting. I would love to see that happen. For like fucking mayhem, or if like what I mean, yeah, fuck. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking like it I mean, starts this week. There, there's gonna be a shakeup in the in the top three. So it, the craziness is going to start this week. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking. I, I really do think at the end of the day. Um, it's prob most likely going to be Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, which is crazy to say, but I, w- I mean, uh, is that even most likely though? Tennessee, that offense is so hard to stop, dude. I've been saying this every, I've said it every week that we talk about them, but like if Wait. they're off, if their offensive line holds up, do so you think in that scenario? You think Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, or you think yeah, that? I mean, that would be the scenario. Yes. Right. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be wild. Yeah. Love that. I wish Penn State was a part of this. Like, if all three of them have one loss, like it has to be whoever faces each other in the championship game. They both get in, and the loser is gonna get like stuck. That's on the like bag. that sucks because like if you're Tennessee, like you're like we beat Alabama. Yeah. I don't know. That's so it's like recency bias, but Penn State got fucked like that. And then also, like, let's say they let's just say they all beat the shit out of each other. Let's say, but um a one loss Tennessee team is gonna get in over a one loss Michigan team, right? Yes. There's a one loss Georgia team getting in over a one loss Michigan team. Yes. I think that's where it gets really interesting. I don't know. With Georgia ranked three here, which is really surprising to me. I feel like it just shows that the playoff committee is not as high on them. But that being said, Michigan five so it shows it's kind of the same thing. Uh, honestly, at the end of the day, all I want to see is Clemson get their asses beat in the fucking playoffs. Well, it, it's tough because, like, if you had like a one loss Georgia team, if it's to Tennessee and then Tennessee is the number one seed. And that's who their loss is to. And Michigan's one loss is to the second ranked team. Like, shouldn't it be them by almost by default? True. That's fair. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I, that that Clemson bullshit is so annoying. Like are you are you um in agreement with me that uh the Pac 12 is kind of shit out of luck here? Um, yeah, after we just went through all the I didn't think they were. Um when I watched the the rankings come out, um, I thought all of them could have a shot. And like, especially like Oregon who like they got dominated by Georgia in the first game of the season, but like they flipped the whole season around. Like 
those losses don't mean as much in the beginning of the season, like compared to these like later losses, just because of recency bias. Um, but after we just laid out all those scenarios, like would you put a one loss Pac-12 team, one of those teams ahead of an undefeated TCU team? Like probably not. I mean, not even the TCU. Would you put a one loss Pac-12 championship, Pac-12 champion over a one loss SEC runner up? No. I don't see how you do that. No. Yeah. So I th- and then even, I mean, would you put a one loss Pac-12 champion over a one loss Michigan? No. I mean, yeah, I don't think so either. I guess it depends on how they look against Ohio State. That game's going to be super close, which is annoying. I kind of want to go to it, but we'll leave that for a different fucking time. Right. Well, we're going to have a lot of shit to talk about in the next few weeks. It's going to be awesome. I'm pumped up. Yeah, it's really going to be a sweet end to the season. Right. All right. That'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our college football recap, little college football playoff action. Gotta love that. We're getting into the heart of the season. Um, Sad. Seasons are almost like coming to an end. Uh, As As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two and continue with us as we continue this 2022-2023 season. Ray. Appreciate you. See you, buddy.